0: Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me and tuning into this podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast is here to open your awareness. I want to provide you with tactical teachings on how to master your mindset, create your ideal reality overcome obstacles and leverage adversity. And most importantly, it's to help you realize that you are in total control of your reality. My hope to inspire and motivate you to keep going. And no matter what, it's all about mind over matter. Be sure to check out my website, heatherhakes.com for freebies and other learning opportunities. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 231. Today's interview is with a British Forces veteran who talks all about overcoming obstacles and, most importantly, how to be the best version of you. Welcome to today's interview. i brought on AJ Roberts. AJ, welcome.
1: Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for having me.
0: And you're like way across the pond. Um, huge time difference. But give the listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do?
1: um well i am on this call from i i won't say sunny england because it's far from it it's been raining constantly for about two months um i live in the south of england uh about an hour west of london um near a place called stonehenge many of you might have heard about it it's a bit of a historical landmark um i just see it as a big bunch of rocks but you know wherever floats your boat but um yeah i, I live in i live in the south of england um in sort of like a country area, nice little county called Wiltshire. Um yeah I've, uh, I haven't lived back in England that long. I've kind of lived all around the world really. I uh I spent majority of my life uh as a military brat. Uh, my stepdad was in the in the army, the British Army and uh I then uh after almost uh, making it as a professional football player, um or soccer player, should I say, um I had a bit of an arse injury and then uh, recovered and ended up joining the British Army myself where I spent 15 years uh, in the military, but um, living in Germany and traveling the world and um, was lucky to move to Australia for three years as well, my family. So it was, uh, yes, I've been about a bit, but I've kind of settled here now in in the south of England and uh, enjoying the fruits of the countryside and uh, the best English tea in the world.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, one, one thing I want to talk about I, I love your background and we've already had conversations, so I know a lot more about you but now, because you brought up living in Australia again, do you mind taking me back to that whole experience going to Australia, starting this gym, and then like kind of what happened that brought you back to England?
1: yeah sure so um i I've already been in the army for for twelve years and I'd not long come back from Afghanistan um in two thousand and twelve. And uh, it was a really, really kinetic tour where um, I was literally in firefights all the time and um, lost some of my guys. And um, at the end of it, um, I, I, well, during actually my Afghan tour, I, got, I was speaking to somebody who lived in Australia who was British. And um, he was saying about how he runs his own company and he was looking for a project manager. Um, so I, I got speaking to him about it a bit more and said that, you know, we'd always loved the idea of living in Australia one day and, he just basically offered me there on a plate, like, well, why don't you come work for me? I was like, what? <laughs> um, so obviously dug into it a bit deeper and he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, if you can run a site in Afghanistan, you can, uh, you can run a site anywhere. Um, so we went with the flow and then one thing led to another and then I was at the army and then, on a plane to the Gold Coast in Australia with my wife and kids. And it was all a bit crazy, really, because, like, obviously we've never been there before. So um, I was look- just, we basically, like, looked at the map and we were like, well, I'm going to be working mainly between Brisbane and the south uh, of the Gold Coast. So we just kind of looked at the map and was like, oh, yeah, we'll just buy- get a house there <laughs> in the middle. Um, just happened it was five minutes from all the, like, biggest theme parks and stuff. So we actually uh, got quite lucky and we picked a nice little suburb um, it could have been a lot worse. Um, so yeah, that, that worked out all right. But um, after a short while out there, after a year or so, um, I realised that he was quite cash flow poor, and there was months where he couldn't pay me properly. So he was clearly having to wait for invoices to come in and stuff like that. So I was kind of like, "Well, this is this is new to me." You know, all I've known in the, my life is that security bubble in the military, and it's just like well I might not have a job. Um, I'm on the other side of the world with no real sort of help and uh, sort of financial backing from family like there and then a little security blanket. Um, but I've always been a, a go-getter and I always looked for more all the time. Um, and I've always been very much into fitness. I've been coaching for a long, long time in different disciplines. And at that point, I was quite heavily into CrossFit and um, it kind of like took over the world for about three or four years, and everyone was on the CrossFit train, weren't they? And uh, On the Gold Coast, there was literally a CrossFit gym on every corner, but I got the opportunity through uh, an investor who was going to one of my boot camps to start my own gym, but brand it as myself and put a military spin on it. So I did, and it worked really well. Um, people love that whole boot campy, you know, commando type, someone in combat yelling at you, telling you to Get down and eat the dirt type thing that pits on you know, a lot of people love. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, that's a good, that's a good way to put a spin on it. I um, think things are going really well. And uh, we, I was looking at getting my original visa changed from the sponsored visa I was on with my original employer to a business one where I could then be sponsored as director. Um, then, literally, out of the blue, the investor and partner um, decided that he. Was mentally unstable, just literally like that, um, and I was like, you know, I was kind of, I was a bit taken back by it, and given the benefit of the doubt at first, but then I was like, I didn't know if I believed him or not. Uh, and he literally just done a runner, and had only put a third of the investment in, left me high and dry with all these overheads, um, and no way of really sustaining it um, without the financial backing that he'd agreed to. Uh, and next thing, immigration were basically like, look, you, you haven't got your new visa. Um, you're not working for your ex-employer, you've got to leave the country. Mm. Um, so to avoid being an illegal immigrant, <laughs> uh, I had to literally leave Australia. My wife had to leave her job. My kids had to leave their amazing school. I, mean, I had to travel back to UK, but it, it was a really hard pill to swallow because uh, you know, there, there was a good period of sort of a week every day where I'd have to stand in my garage like selling everything we owned, uh, my kids' toys, everything. And it was... It was really hard um, just looking at my kids' faces, knowing that they'd have to leave like, their safe haven and um, not know what we'd move back to in England because you we'd know, have, have to start all over again. It wasn't like in the military, you get posted somewhere and then you, you already know what you're doing. When you get there, you're just living in a different house. Um, it, was, it was really, really difficult like, for me and my family.
0: So the reason I wanted you to share that, that backstory is because so many people go through life, they want certainty, they want stability. And there are times in life when you're going to have a lot of uncertainty and unknowns. And now that you have hindsight, how can you look back and realize that happened for me, trusting the process, Mm. um, and kind of like changing your perspective on everything.
1: Uh, absolutely. And, um, I, I, i i think it comes all that the whole cycle comes like through life as you get older you know you need to experience these highs and lows um i find that like my wife's from a, a like a small village and everyone knows everybody um no one ever goes anywhere you know they they spend at least five nights a week in the local pub just talking rubbish they yeah. the people don't get about anywhere so like i think having those experiences in life really help like build the foundations of uh, a you know a solid mindset eventually, um, so having to leave all of that behind and then the only thing we could do was move into my mum and dad's pub uh, in in England where it was really loud and uh, weekends it was like everyone everyone starts smoking all the time so like all oh my we went from a really nice sunny coastal lifestyle healthy lifestyle surrounded by gym goers and everything else like that to surrounded literally by People smoking roll up cigarettes and just drinking all the time, like overnight, and it was a horrible culture shock. Um, and I think I, I I've always been the put per- to try to take the positive out of everything, absolutely everything, whether that's like a family member dying or like an injury happening um, or something happening through employment. Um, because the way I see it, as long like as long I'm still here breathing, I'm still I've still got a, a network. I've still got family, you know, I've still got my wife and kids, you know, there's, there's room to grow there straight away, um, and learn from what happens. So when you say the answer to your question about, say, using those kind of experiences, like to do good, um, the fact that Um, going to like my business now, my coaching business I run, I run it solely myself. I don't have any input from anybody else. Like, you know, I wouldn't partner with anybody on something again, unless it was like really, really solid. Whereas like in Australia, I was kind of like, didn't really have a choice because it was either go with this or leave Australia. So I was kind of, everything was all kind of like uh, dependent on what, this partner could do to help me and he, it's almost like they, they manipulated that so I learned loads and loads of um, business I learned a lot of business skills but I also learned a lot of uh, things about business and what not to do um, and, and the same for even running a gym you know if I did it all again now I'd do it so much differently um, so I, I, I take a massive amount of lessons from that experience and use them right now and I also have used them many times called upon them many times to help coaching clients, for example.
0: Yeah. What I love about that is a lot of people maybe who have experienced something similar to you or their own quote failures. Something I came across recently, which I absolutely love because I think failure has so much negative stigma. But now if you can think of failure as a temporary defeat and it's only a failure, if you quit, if you don't learn from it and move Mm -hmm. on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no, hundred percent. And um, like I could have easily done that. I could have just thrown a towel in and just stayed in my mum and dad's pub with my kids, um, who couldn't sleep at night because I think I'd, I've lost massively and I look like a failure to friends and family on social media. And you know, people are pointing fingers, going, "Ah, oh, you know, didn't work out for you." Like, oh, never mind, Mister Australia. You know, because you're always going to get haters um, no matter where you go. I could have just listened to them. Um, but I didn't. I, um, I, I got myself into a really good uh, construction management job um, whilst I applied to rejoin the military because I, I knew for a fact I'd be able to go straight back in. Uh, and I was back in the military within uh, about three months of being back in the UK. So, um, yeah, it all happened really quickly. But I did that for the benefit of me and for my family, getting a roof over our head uh, and starting to build on that and build from scratch.
0: Well, and something that I really want to deep dive into today that you shared with me is is this whole becoming the best version of you. And I think that's talked about a lot, especially around January or when people are setting new goals and resolutions and, and they want to like level up, but people get like this, this instant motivation and then they lose it. And so what does that mean to you to be the best version of you and how can other people step up, level up, let go of their excuses and and become that?
1: Um, it's, it's something I've kind of lived by because of my previous experiences. And that's from uh, sort of like my, my later times in the army, being a leader and a commander and all that kind of stuff and being a role model um, to being a gym owner, running boot camps, coaching people, being a father um, and all that kind of stuff and and constantly surrounding myself with like-minded people that want to lift you up want to see you win all the time and just trying to cut negativity out of my life as much as possible whether that be people uh, social media friends even family um and that the whole saying the best version of yourself is something that i've been constantly saying for so much time um and that's why i, I that's what my podcast is called the best version of you and my facebook group's called the best version of you uh and my book that i'm started writing it's called the best version of you um it's like kind of like my thing and it, it's all about being your authentic self um not trying to be somebody else and just really emphasizing the fact that like, you you cannot be anybody else nobody can be you so like just trying to get yourself trying to get yourself just to understand that um and that's even simple things like comparing yourself to uh, influencer on uh, Instagram, you know, who's selling somebody's product that they don't even use themselves. and Cause uh, I'm sure you know, people that like it and they've come across like clients and all that kind of stuff where um, it's a high, high percentage of them do find themselves wanting to look like somebody else. Um, so it's just trying to like get, get their person or even the group to hone in on themselves and just ask themselves, like, what is your authentic self? And, and come out as your authentic self. So when I do talks or when I do podcast episodes, like it's 100% me. I I'd, I'd never ever pretend to be or sound like somebody else or something. I'm not just because I think for a split second, or oh, it might move the audience, it might move that person that I'm speaking to. Um, it's just being honest with yourself. And then, but also being. Um, being realistic with yourself in terms of like, if you aren't doing something that you should be doing to level up, like be honest with yourself and tell yourself what that is and actually acknowledge it, identify what the problem is that is stopping you from getting like from here to here. Um, again, that's just being the best version of yourself. So um, I always say to the people in the morning, like, you know, we all wake up every morning, like when, when your feet hit the ground, what, what drives you? like is it, cause is it, you've given yourself two minutes to get up, um, and rush out the door, with you no know, breakfast, not, hairs all over the place, not saying the morning to your kids. You know, what drives you is, is, is driving, is your work driving you? Rushing out the door, getting to work, you know, nine to five, nine to six, or however many hours you do. Coming home, you don't communicate properly. If that's what drives you, then you need to really check in on yourself. But, um, like by making small changes um, every day. And I don't mean today, uh, today I'm AJ Roberts. Tomorrow I'm going to be AJ Roberts, who's done a skydive because that's what I need to do to become the best version of myself. It's, it's not like that, it's just little things. It's like um, yeah. just at nighttime, if you just just analyze how your day's gone, literally for a couple of minutes, and go, like, well, you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to make that that particular decision differently and I'm going to make it better. It could be just something as simple as that.
0: You touched on so many good points there. So I want to break some of that down a little bit. One thing that you brought up is the whole authentic authenticity and being the best version of you, because I think so many people, you're right. Social media is great tools. I mean, that's how we connect it, but it also spins a lot of people down rabbit holes of judgment and comparison and not enoughness and all the self doubt and all the yuck. And so There's, I I found a fine line of needing to quiet the noise. Like I go on social to do what I want to do to, to comment, to inspire, to uplift, to, and then I have to, I I, I have to step away because otherwise I I can get stuck in the scrolling and the, and the the internal dialogue goes Mm -hmm. downhill for me. Also Mm -hmm. something you brought up is being a first rate version of you instead of a second rate version of somebody else. Yeah. That's huge.
1: Yeah. It is, and it's
0: just... Yeah, for example, if I try to copy Rachel Hollis or Oprah, I will never be a Rachel Hollis or Oprah. I'm Heather Mm. Hakes, and so, and you're A.J. Roberts. Don't try to emulate whoever else. Like, I I get it, be you, but I think for so many people, because they've been wearing masks for so long, Mm. or they feel like they've lost themselves, they don't even know who they are, where do you begin?
1: Um, I think a lot of it is to do with uh, how bad people are at communication nowadays. It's um, like, you know, you've got two parts of social media. You've got like a really amazing part, which you can connect with like-minded people all over the world and and fill your news feeds with positivity uh, and look at it like that. You know, like we do, you know, we connected through social media uh, because we both connect with like-minded people who like, lose positivity trying to lift people up trying to you know want to see people win don't sit there writing negative comments on people because it makes you feel good for 10 seconds um hoping you get you know hoping you get a few likes but that that's the bad, that's the bad side of social media which people you know find themselves getting into because they they have they do nothing but surround themselves with that negativity so instead of surrounding themselves with people in a particular area where they can learn from them people and surround themselves as smarter people. Um, they surround themselves with people who just spout negativity all the time. And at the same time, um, and a lot, of the time, a lot of the time they're communicating with these people and the communication is all negative. So they don't they never ever feel any confidence in themselves whatsoever. And then they go from that to then looking, following people on Instagram who they want to look like, um, rather than how, how they want to be, how they want to feel.
0: I think the important point there is there's no alignment. You can't no. have a circle of people that are negative and, and something you don't want to be a part of anymore. while while looking at these people's highlight reels and wanting that to, there's no alignment there. And no. I think the big, the, the word I would use there is a decision or a choice that you want something different. And sometimes change can be hard, but change is also amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It is. And, um, I think with the, you know, the comparison kind of thing, it's, uh, it, it can really eat away at people. And that's why, um, I see it all over UK now. You just get so many like ladies who just have so much makeup on and so much lip filler. And it's just, I that's authentically not them. Um, and wait,
0: is that not
1: attractive? No, not for that's me. Like, it, might, no, it, I- might be, uh, it might be for some guys, um, I'm yet to meet a guy who finds that attractive. Um, but you know, the, the, the quick answer from the, the person is always, well, I'm not doing it for the guys. Well, so that ask me, well, who are you doing it for then? Um, because clearly there's an issue there where there's a comparison issue and we see, it doesn't help when you've got so many, um, reality TV shows and things that again, which people are glued to and people compare themselves to them all the time. um, I've I've got a client of mine, for example, who's overcome breast cancer. Um, She's an amazing woman. uh, And her goal is to compete on a TV show called SAS, Who's Dares Wins. So it's it's run by UK Special Forces uh, operatives, LX. And they basically put contestants through their paces for nine days solid in a really harsh environment. You know, they do not real torture, but basic torture, like mental torture at the end of it. You know, the stuff that would happen on force of selection um and she really wants to put herself through that but she straight away was following the females that have been on the show on instagram and instantly comparing herself to them and telling herself she's not enough
0: Mm.
1: and the the level of um determination to be able to do something that is like right up here so she's doing that right up here so you can just imagine what it's like for high school kids um you know, young adults and stuff that aren't really doing much with their lives, if, instead of like, utilising their time better and improving their self-development and making themselves a better version of themselves, they find themselves far too curious about what everyone else is doing what everyone else looks like. And that's the real terrible trend we've got. Not, you know, The same in the States, Canada, Australia here, it's, it's all about what somebody else is doing.
0: Okay, so now I want to turn it back to, okay, so let's talk about a process or steps that you can do to become the best version of you. And I think something super important to touch on is this whole, you have to look inward, stop seeking all this external validation and you know, spending time going within, whether that's journaling, meditation, and, and something you touched on is this whole, this is small changes. We're not asking people to, you don't need big, hairy, audacious goals to feel no. so much better about yourself. So, what are those small changes or habits to to make or change?
1: Well, um, those small changes that you talk about, like within your inner self, can that they, they they will hands down convert to everlasting big changes. That's the thing. It's just like a little ripple effect. You know, you put the small inner changes that ends up just growing um, and compounding into sort of like big overall changes within your whole life because you, it, it w- you will change the way you think you change the way you approach things um, you know I love that saying like how you do one thing is how you do everything I think it's so it's a nail on the head like such a simple but powerful saying and I've, I've even got my kids thinking it because it's just so important so just by even taking a step back and asking yourself like how, how, what are your standards you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If your standards are getting up in the morning l- the last minute, hair all over the place, you know you only brush your back teeth, you don't eat breakfast, you stroll out the door, like you're in that kind of uh, lazy rush mentality. That's how you apply yourself to your career, your job, and everything else like that. So just by getting up in the morning and having just a small morning routine where it's all about you. Um, not looking at your phone first thing in the morning, getting up in the morning, having a, you know, hydrating, thinking about what what's your plan? What's your plans for the day? Make your morning about you before you start reacting to what everybody else is doing, what, what everyone wants from you. Um, that's, that's a small change, but that makes a massive difference in the whole product productivity of your whole day.
0: Well, and something uh, I think what you're saying there is by self-care, which I'm super big on in that morning routine Mm. some somebody brought it up to me one time and I loved his line about uh take care of yourself in the morning and get in the right headspace whatever before the your day gets quote hijacked and so it's this sense of being proactive instead of reactive
1: yeah uh and that's one big thing I'm really hammering home with my kids at the minute because all kids have got phones nowadays um and I you know I said to my son Texting away to his girlfriend, uh, and an hour and a half later, he's still texting away. I said, well, I just said, What are you talking about, son? He said, oh, Well, we know he's talking. I said, I guarantee you, what you just texted in the last hour and a half of your time, you could have said in five minutes over the phone. And I said, But you, both of you have probably had nothing chats, as I like to call them, um, about peripheral rubbish. Um, and then that's an hour and a half of your whole evening taken up yes she's your girlfriend but what have you actually achieved in that period of time um and it's the same for the morning um like you know, i used to be terrible free I'd get, as soon as i wake up the morning, you know, phone uh who, who needs who do i need to reply to who's messaged me you know what what challenges am i going to face today that's just that was the mindset whereas now it's very much like you no know, uh, me and my wife go for a walk we talk about loads of stuff which is great because you get loads of you Suddenly, plan things. You get ideas. Um, come back. You know, have breakfast, hydrate, sort myself out, um, and then it's not till I'm in my office, probably about half past eight in the morning, that I actually will look at emails, texts, WhatsApps, all the rest of it, and reply. Because you know, I, I refuse to be a reactor. Um, I, I, I'm a dictator. I'll dictate my my time, my day, and everybody should.
0: Yes. I love that, and that's something I've been working on. And I, I found myself because I, I decided, okay, I don't, I don't want to even touch and look at my phone until, for me, it's more about nine a.m. Get up, go to the gym, do my thing, and then my day starts at nine a.m. with. But I, oh, and I find it, it's a habit. I don't even mean to do it. I wake up, the first thing I do is unlock my phone, and I was like, whoa, whoa, this is a habit. I have to, and it is a hard habit to break. It's a drug because mm-hmm. it's that instant gratification and ugh, it is hard to break but it is doable
1: hundred percent is doable and then again it's the, the society we live in there's uh, there's only certain like inf- like positive influence out out there you know really trying to emphasize this 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 whole concept that life's not about likes and emojis and stuff like that and it's only because social media and the 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 youth today and even adults being just glued to their phones so much is being noted as a problem uh, and you know worldwide it's having a a, a catastrophic effect on people's efficiency productivity uh, how poor communicators they are you know i'm a big believer it's got like and i'm sure you are as well just how much of a detrimental effect it has on mental health and that's that's one subject i'm very very passionate about um i've lost very good friends to suicide and um, I continue to see it happening all over over the world, and it's it's uh, it's, it's a horrible thing. Um, and it, a lot of it is down to the poor use of social media and the big massive knock-on effect it has of low self-esteem. Um, uh, and like someone asked me on a on a podcast once, like if if I had an unlimited budget to cure one thing in the world, what would it be? And uh, I didn't even hesitate. I said low self-esteem. Um, The the host was a bit baffled because he thought, you know, he was expecting me to say like cancer or something like that, um or, or poverty, you know, get rid of poverty and stuff like that. But I said, no, self esteem. I said, the amount of people with low self esteem nowadays in the world is probably more than people who've got cancer. And the amount of uh, the scientific evidence that severe low self-esteem has on a human in terms of future illnesses and conditions, they, they end up with cancer and other Ill, bad illnesses as a result of low self-esteem anyway.
0: Yeah. So, I totally believe. And if you are into Dr. Joe Dispenza, there's t- plenty of documentaries out there. For example, emotion 2.0 is on Amazon. I don't know if you have that in the UK and also heal is on Netflix and it is so much the power. Cause if you think about it, and early twenties, all these people having cancer. I definitely come from the space that, that all that s- negative thinking and stress and all that goes somewhere in the body. And that is what's creating all this disease and illness. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, low self-esteem. I'm a big proponent of helping people overcome self-doubt to know that you are capable of anything you put your mind to. It's just choosing to get out of your own way.
1: And that's just the
0: first step. You don't have to go run a marathon. Just take the first Mm. step.
1: Yeah. It it all starts with an idea as well. And, and then Mm. it's just, then it's taking drastic action. Um, You know, we talked before offline, you know, I've I've just come back from um, Sierra Leone, a country that was, you know, riddled with Ebola. um, Although it was actually brought in from another country, but it, you know, crippled the country. Um, Obviously that's gone, but like, all the people I met and spoke to and that, you know, they, they don't, they don't suffer from cancers. Um, and all the stuff the Western world does. Obviously there's so many reasons why we get it. Everything from like pesticides to additives and food to, uh, lifestyle. But, um, you know, you speak to these amazing people who have nothing. Um, and, the, and the children, you've don't even have electricity. They've got no mobile phones. They've got you no know, Instagram, Snapchats, um, most of them, all they've got, most of them, is a, a, an old tire between about five of them, and they just run around pushing it around the street and picking up the odd stick. It looks interesting, and they've all got massive smiles on their faces. It's so good to see. Um, and it's returning from that trip, has really, you know, just showed me coming straight back to UK, you know, the pace of life and everything else like that, just how much uh, we, we don't really tune in and realize how lucky we all are and how easy we all have it. Mm-hmm. And the platform that we all have to live the best life. Like we've got a platform here in America, um, the state, uh, the UK, Australia, uh, anywhere, uh, anywhere that's got a good stable economy. We've all got with free education and everything else like that. We've got an amazing platform to do amazing things. And it just, having spent time over there and coming back, it just it seems so criminal that people just waste it all and spend more time worrying about what you know, Tom, Dick and Harry's doing on, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, for
0: sure. And that's what I have loved about traveling is, is how much gratitude and appreciation I have for, for everything that we do have. So question for you, um, what is a key takeaway you want listeners to get from this conversation?
1: Um, <sighs> I think, you know, going off the, uh, the subject about being the best version of yourself um, is, I just want, you know, I just want to make the listeners understand that you don't have to suddenly come off this episode and, go and book, you know, go and book a cage dive of a shark or something like, you know, something crazy. It, it's not all about that. It's about tuning into yourself Uh, for a change because so many people don't they just they constantly rush 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 work for somebody else and it's all about other people and then constantly forget about themselves Um, and that's when people fall foul of um, like creating the best life for themselves so it's about just you know really tuning in having a having a word with yourself basically and just asking yourself like what can I do better like you know what am I not happy with in my life right now how can I change it you know we're all the commanders of our own lives and like our own destinies that you know to speak. Um, only you can make those changes, nobody's going to do it for you, and it's the same as uh, as opportunity. Um, you know, the opportunities will not come to you, you have to come out of your comfort zone, uh, and into this discomfort zone. And, uh, and that's another way of being the best version of yourself is by doing that because it's all about then personal growth, and as you start taking those steps you'll just you'll just see constant propelled ripple effect uh, of positivity towards those goals that you're setting they don't even have to be big goals you know they have to just be small little baby steps to get you from where you are now to where you want where you actually want to be uh, you know we're, we're all doing it in our own little ways it's just it's just tuning yourself into to you and how you see that path
0: AJ you speak my language um, I have a few rapid-fire questions I'd like to ask you to wrap up the interview. Yeah, sure. The, the first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by?
1: Um, definitely um, what I alluded to earlier, uh, how you do one thing is how you do everything. I love it.
0: It's And when you said that, I was going to interject and then I didn't, but now that you brought it up again. I, um, that's why I love synchronicities. And if you want to call them coincidences, but I literally just shared that exact line with somebody else today, he was messaging me on Facebook about something. And um, I, I get those inboxes a lot. And he, he kind of more or less, he he's like, I'm holding back from who I am because I'm maybe too blunt for some people. And oh, my, okay. my first response was, well, number one, those aren't your people. <laughs> and number two, that is exactly what I told him. How you do anything is how you do everything. So it's like where you, if you're playing small in one area, you're probably playing small all around.
1: Yeah, and it's all about your standards and you know raising your barb all the time and stuff like that. And uh, the military is a prime example. When I had all my guys um, on parade, for example, um, if there was a guy who had really dirty boots, like and because he couldn't be bothered, uh, I would say to him like, "If that's how you." gonna turn up here that tells me that you don't clean your weapon properly um which is what saves your life
0: yeah
1: because if that's your standards
0: i love that something to live by what is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend
1: um i'm reading a book called uh, time and how to best spend it mm-hmm. um my wife bought it me for christmas so i am actually been reading that uh, at the moment. Um, it's actually really interesting. It's got all those good like, exercises and stuff. I definitely recommend it for people who um, multitask all the time and find they're stressed out and they actually haven't really achieved anything. It's actually a really, really good really good book to, to get hold of.
0: All right. Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self?
1: My younger self? Um, don't go out with a girl called Donna. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, my, uh, what would I give my young self? I, I, I definitely, um, yeah, I definitely say, be, uh, yeah, just be, always be 100% you, your authentic self, like never, ever try to, be, don't go off, off the journey of being somebody else. I like, always be you. Mm.
0: Great note to end on. AJ, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your wisdom.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's been absolutely great. Thank you.
0: Thanks for tuning into today's episode. To connect with me even further, follow me on Instagram at heather.hakes. You can find me on YouTube to get even more information and video content and my website, heatherhakes.com. I'll catch you on the next episode.